Hello, I'm Beth Fiteni, the director of the New York-based nonprofit Green Inside and Out and host of the Green Inside and Out podcast, where we cover environmental topics to keep you informed, inspired, and empowered to take action. Welcome to the Sustainable Living Podcast with Green Inside and Out. Today, we'll be hearing about some efforts towards sustainability on college campuses, specifically highlighting the work being done on Farmingdale State College campus here on Long Island, New York. And we'll be hearing from Marjane Isapur, the director of the Renewable Energy and Sustainability Center, or RESC, there. I first wanted to point out to our listeners that there's a national organization we'll hear more about today called ASHI, the Association for the Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education. They provide numerous resources, such as a campus sustainability hub of information, as well as webinars and conferences. And most importantly, they created a self-reporting framework for colleges and universities to measure their sustainability performance called the Sustainability Tracking Assessment and Rating System, or STARS. Areas they include are, of course, energy use by campus buildings, but also the campus curriculum and student engagement, waste reduction, the use of local food in campus dining facilities, care of the grounds, product purchasing, transportation, water conservation, as well as what type of investments the campus makes, people's well-being indoors, like the building's air quality, and diversity and affordability factors. It's a very comprehensive view of the impacts campuses can make or not make, so I encourage everyone listening to check out ashe.org. That's A-A-S-H-E dot O-R-G. So I'd like to welcome Marjane Isapur. Again, she is the Director of Renewable Energy and Sustainability Center, or the RESC, at Farmingdale State College, which is a campus of the State University of New York. She is also a Professor of Electrical and Computer Engineering Technology at Farmingdale State. Her area of research is renewable and alternative energy sources. She has expertise in statistical modeling of energy-related quantities and factors. She is also knowledgeable in networking technologies and has devoted most of her research to applications related to alternative energy sources. Specifically, she's worked on statistical models for energy intensity. Maybe she can tell us about that. <laughs> Sounds very interesting. She's an Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers, or IEEE, senior member and currently chairs the Educational Activities Committee and Power and Energy Society of the IEEE Long Island chapter. She was the chair of that chapter in 2017. She's also a member of the Manufacturing and Technology Resource Consortium Advisory Board, Farmingdale State College's representative at the Engineering Joint Commission of Long Island. She's on the IEEE Region 1 Board of Governors with the position of Educational Activities Committee Chair since 2018 and is also Farmingdale State College's representative for Long Island Regional Advisory Council on Higher Education, also known as LARACHI. She is the chair of the U.S. Green Building Council Long Island's Drive Electric Long Island Steering Committee, so I work with her together on that. Um, she's a member of the Workforce Development Subcommittee of the American Wind Energy Association, or OEA. She's a member of the Offshore Wind Wildlife and Permitting um, of you know, OWEA's subcommittee, 
and a member of PSCG Long Island's Environmental Advisory Committee. And she has won several awards for all of her excellent work. So thank you so much, Marge, for being with us today. Welcome and happy to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Beth. I mean, th thank you. I'm just listening to all those things you were listing. I'm like, really? Do I do that? And, do I, and yes, and and I do. Um, it's it's a pleasure to be to be here in your program, um, kind of as a representative of a higher ed on Long Island, and talk about some of the initiatives that we have undertaken at Farmingdale State College, um, and and we're, we're continuing to do so as well as what are some of the, uh, you know, relevant uh, national and possibly regional associations um, that exist uh, with certain benchmarks that can be used as guide for other campuses in, in higher ed. Um, so you started by talking about Association for Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Education. And I kind of want to talk a little bit to that and a little bit about um, how our work was influenced by some of the um, association's um, mission and advancement. And just um, it just so happened that ASHI really officially started being an entity in 2006. Um, and that's about when I started gravitating towards renewable energy and getting involved with that on our campus. Um, so our campus at Farmingdale State College has a very long, rich history to for advocacy in renewable energy. And I just would be remiss if I did not talk about my mentor who has retired and he's a, uh, a professor emeritus at Farmingdale State College uh, his name is Harry Datatri, who um, started the Solar Energy Center at Farmingdale State College. And many people who've been in the field since early 2000s know him. And so he is my mentor and uh, he's a colleague from the Electrical Engineering Department, because as you just read from my bio, that's my home department, right? Um, so I started working with Harry, learning what he was doing with Solar Energy Center. And just so that you know about this rich history, we are the first um, regionally accredited, um, IREC accredited program for solar training, solar PV solar training on our uh, here on the East Coast. Uh, uh, the other big guy is Florida, right? Florida, uh, that's where they have a huge uh, solar energy center. I think it's Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to misspeak about the name of the institution. So IRAC stands for um, Interstate Renewable Energy Council. They um, and, and then there is also NAPSAP, which is the National Energy um, National Association for Energy Practitioner. NAPSAP happens to put out standards or objectives, for example, to teach solar PV course. And IREC is the entity that accredits you if you're doing all the right things in the right format and meeting all the objectives. And so we, 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 we've had that on Long Island. And that was really when Farmingdale started getting noticed in um, renewable energy. Now, 
actually started in 2006, right? So to, we've been having, so, so then um, in 2000, uh, so actually, as you rightfully said, it's really a, a um, the mission of ASHI is to really, and the commitment is to um, uh, basically make sure that institutions of higher ed are um, practicing uh, activities, both uh, at the facilities side, as well as curriculum. So, for example, they want you to be using more renewable energy on the campus, have a solid waste management, maybe recycling program, um, you know, the, the management of food and waste on campus. Um, and, and so in 2006, the initial ASHI started as a membership organization for the sustainability committees of all campuses. And sustainability is where on the facility side of, of the campuses. Um, I'm going to take a little step back for 30 seconds and explain to you that on a campus, you really have, in a way, two parallel organizations next to each other. One is the academic, uh, which is in charge of curriculum with faculty and so on. And one is the facilities, because the campuses themselves are like mini cities, right? I mean, you've got buildings that you have to heat, you've got infrastructure that you need to support, you've got waste, you've got drinking water, you've got plantations on campus and all these, these other stuff. So ASHI tries to kind of hit an institution with criteria at both sides. Now, in the past, sustainability wasn't really much part of the infrastructure of the campus. So for farming there, because solar energy centers started more at the academic area, that grew, right? So if we grew from solar energy cent uh, you, you know, center into renewable energy sustainability center, which became in existence when my colleague retired at the same time, because of his good efforts, we were able to receive a $12 million grant, which was a grant between us, meaning Farmingdale, Stony Brook University, and the local utility company at the time, which was LIPA. So it was the funding that $12 million was part of the uh, stimulus fund, the green stimulus fund that was released during Obama from Department of Energy. So Farmingdale's share of that was to build curriculum because we were we already had a strong footing on workforce training. I also have to explain that the training at the Solar Energy Center was not part of the academic curriculum or the credit bearing program. It was to train skilled workers for the field, right? for what was needed on Long Island. And it worked hand in hand with what LIPA was trying to do because LIPA was trying to encourage initiatives to people so that people will start installing solars, but then you needed workers for these, right? So we worked in a way always in tangent with the utility company. And so because of that, we were the right partner for LIPA. Because of also our location and being so close to the 110 corridor, it also made sense for our campus to be part of the demonstration 
of the smart technologies. And if you've been at my office, Smart Energy House on campus, that building was put together so that it will utilize all the current technologies, uh, you know, uh, that are um, available for people to take advantage of. The house has solar PV, solar thermal, and we use local local Long Island uh, vendors to actually have them install these services, so on and so forth. So then um, once I got the grant, I was the co-PI on the grant. It wasn't just me. There's a whole bunch of... Uh, you know, I stand on the giants of uh, on the shoulders of many giants before me. People worked, and again, my my colleague Professor Harry Dahadri. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we got the grant. I became the program director at a time, and my job was only to work on curriculum. We expanded mm -hmm. the curriculum using the grant uh, that we we added instead of uh, in addition to solar mm -hmm. PV, we added solar thermal smart uh, meter technologies, which was uh, really only a training program specifically for employees of PSCG who were going out there and installing, you know, smart meters. So that curriculum is proprietary to them. It's not, you know, for public. And we also did the small wind, uh, you know, installation. So if you go on our website and you see our programs, you see the progression of the programs that we've developed, right? So those were funded by that initial grant. Uh, and then the administration, once that grant was over, decided to make my, my position a permanent position. And then I went after other grants. And through other grants, I was able to add uh, programs in geothermal training um, and uh, have these wonderful energy conferences, which we run. Uh, there are international energy and sustainability conferences. We, we bring um, academics and industry together. And we try to learn from each other. Academics kind of, you know, talk about the theory of stuff. And then we've got practically what's out there. And it is this kind of um, crosstalk that takes place is the place for ideas, new ideas and innovative uh, approaches. And we get our students involved in those. So they're wonderful, you know, place. But again, all of the stuff that Renewable Energy Sustainability Center does is on the academic and program development, right? Now, facilities has to do their job, according to ASHI, to get up where they are, right? For example, you've got to make sure if it makes sense to use renewable energy or cleaner energy, maybe use gas instead of burning oil, maybe put sustainable gardens, which are all the activities that we have taken on uh, slowly at the facility side. And so now at Farmingdale State College, we are, and, and just recently we hired a sustainability director and an energy manager for campus on the facility side. So now we're really making waves. We're really making a difference. We do benchmark our waste management. We have a sustainability committee that has started a recycling program. We also um, try to control printing on campus um, and all the measures that uh, ASHI kind of requires us to do. And that being said, we are we also have sustainability as part of our strategic plan for the campus. Um, so now I think we are at a very good time where academia can work very closely hand in hand with the facilities 
to kind of make take advantage of all the opportunities uh, to make our campus greener and cleaner. And so one of the, um, if you look at the ASHI uh, program, they have um, at the part of the STARS program, which you kind of uh, mentioned initially, uh, they have different levels. So depending on, it's really a very honest self-assessment tool and reporting. So you report, you document, and you show them all the data. And based on that, there are different levels that you get assigned. You get assigned bronze, silver, you know, gold, platinum. It really doesn't matter initially, but it gives you a nice benchmark and tells you how you're doing nationally in comparison to other institutions of higher ed. Um, and so that is the stuff that we finally, we just, I think, submitted our reporting and keeping our fingers crossed, the announcement is not out, but we're hoping we're at least at the silver level, at least based on what they have, we should be, right? So that's quite exciting. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think most recently, um, we have also um, an end of two program that I'm really proud of is, because um, as I said, RESC had always been involved on the non-credit programs. But over the past four years, we have gotten involved on credit bearing and we have created the New York's first wind turbine technician program. It's a certificate program that is housed in a school of engineering and the mechanical engineering department. And it's a 32 credit program that prepares people to be wind turbine technicians if they choose to. They can continue their education and receive a bachelor's degree in in facilities management without a loss of any credit. In other words, it is a stackable credential. Wow, we also terrific. It's, it's Very really much needed on Long Island. <laughs> absolutely, right now with the offshore wind, uh, you know, on the horizon, that is really very much you know needed. We also created at the same time something that they call a micro-credential. And that is a program for already practicing engineers in both electrical, mechanical, and civil to come back to school and take three or four courses. And they get that uh, wind energy micro-credential. So now you're an electrical engineer, but with the knowledge of how, um, for example, wind turbine, the engine, the motor, the generation works, right? So you could call yourself wind engineer in a way. Um, and then we also created a third program under my watch. And that is the, uh, which we call that sustainable energy certificate. Sustainable energy certificate is very interesting. You really don't need to be technical or engineers to take these courses and receive that. It's a standalone certificate program I believe it's 12 credits. You really need math statistics. And then uh, there are five courses. There's one introductory and four really 300 level courses. Um, you get a nice breadth of all renewable energy uh, technologies that exist. It's not a deep program. Doesn't make you a wind engineer or a geothermal engineer, but it just gives you enough and anybody can take that. You could be in law and take that. 
you could be working for the utilities. And because you come across these things, it's good to have a little understanding of how these things work. You could certainly be in policy. I think people who, who are going to graduate in policy and energy policy owe it to themselves to check this program out. And so those are some Great. of the activities that I have been, you know, involved with and like to continue, you know, making a, a more of a difference, you know, in that, in those areas and those. That's really, really great. Yeah. And I remember um, I've been to some of your conferences and they're really fantastic, very eye-opening and inspiring to see what's happening in other parts of the world especially. And, um, <clears throat> you know, definitely, I love this idea of the certificate. Maybe I'll take it myself one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think you're a very busy person. So if you think you have the time, you sure certainly, uh, certainly could. By the way, um, starting this semester, I am going back to faculty and starting to teach. And so, those are some of the courses I'll be teaching and they're online classes. So by all means, sign up and take them. Ah, that's um, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember um, a few years ago when I was doing some work with NYSERDA, which is the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority, that they were offering some, um, you know, programs basically to help campuses to become more sustainable as well in terms of their energy use. Do you know anything about those um, programs in under yes, New York absolutely. State? Absolutely. And we participate in that. I think I'm one of the, our, our campus is one of the earlier campuses on that adopted and we've been doing that. The program used to be called Rev Campus Challenge. They just renamed it. I think this year I got an email, maybe not even a month ago. It's called NYSERDA's Clean Green Campuses Initiatives now, mm -hmm. but it was called Rev. And I think the Rev terminology came from the renewed energy vision, the, the, mm -hmm. the revised energy vision um, yes. that got started, you know, a few years ago about the whole change in the whole energy policy in the New York state. And so if you really think about ASHI at the national level, you could think about this Rev Campus Challenge, and now I have to relearn a new way of saying it, which is Clean Green Campuses Initiatives, <laughs> as a, a local New York state, pretty much does the same thing, but the benchmarks are, are not as um, rigorous as the ones that ASHI does. And so, you know, it, it's, it's almost like you could make baby steps to get there. Again, the Rev Campus Challenge also has criteria for, um, things that you could do in fast facilities and infrastructure or things that, that your programs or, or the programming, right? Um, and so I, I think it is a very good program if you're a New York State institution. And by the way, both ASHI and REV, I believe they give you, they send you this logo. Once you're accepted or once they go through, you go through their kind of grading process, they send you this little logo that you could put uh, it's almost like a digital badge you could put on your, your campus's website and advertise it and say, hey, we are a Rev Campus. It, it's a recognition for what you do, right? You know, we all like these to wear these badges and, and, and you know, because it makes us feel good. And we can also tell our students. And so far, uh, Beth, I haven't seen anything with regards to that on our accreditations. But honestly, I tell you, 
those will be coming down the pike. So very soon, mm-hmm. our accreditation agencies will tell us if, um, you, you know, that, that in addition to measuring what you teach um, and preach, we want to see what you do, right, in these areas. And so, uh, because they do this in Europe, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to become like the six sigma of, of the higher ed, but in the renewable energy kind of a thing, the practices that they want us to, to follow. So um, either one is good. I recommend that any campus just, you know, do that. The nice thing about starting with Rev Campus Challenge is that it doesn't cost any money. Ashi does cost money. You have to become a member. And I believe it's about $1,700 a year to become a member, have them look at it and give you a, a bat. But because Rev Campus Green Campuses or Clean Green Campuses are part of NYSERDA, it's some of what NYSERDA does, so you don't have to pay into it. You yeah, know? And, and so it's an easy that. way of getting started. All of this is very important to communicate to students as well. I know students are more interested in seeing that their campuses are green nowadays. Um, I know several of the campuses in New York State, such as Buffalo and Syracuse, are very sustainably, you know, sustainability oriented. Um, I used to do a radio show for seven years at WUSB at Stony Brook, and I know that they offer a sustainability studies program. Um, Many of their students have become interns of mine. Um, and they also have efforts to reduce their campus energy use and encourage the reuse of refillable bottles, for example, by having water stations on campus. Um, they've been conducting a greenhouse gas inventory for the past 10 years. So it's definitely encouraging to see yeah. these, yeah. these efforts. Absolutely. I think we do have a, as part of our orientation, we give these bottles up that we ask people to refill them. And then uh, at certain locations on campus, we've also installed these water fountains, you know, the ones that, that like you get filtered water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for, for example, for our conferences, we don't buy bottled water. We try our campus food services, try to um, have um Jugs uh, of water, you know, where you're not being bottled. For our sustainability conferences, I try to, although it costs a little bit more, um, use um, not paper cups and, you know, just not disposable stuff. Although, because of the COVID situation, we kind of had to change some of those things. But hopefully, now that the COVID situation is over, we can go back to those practices. Um, you know, for example, we try to have at our conferences a meatless choice, you know, for people. Um, I think on campus, if I'm not mistaken, again, this was all pre-COVID. I'm not sure what's happening now because we haven't had really full students. This this semester, we'll have everybody back, back on campus. But we had like meatless Mondays, you know, to, to, uh, to talk about those. Uh, we would have, we have a horticulture department. And we've got faculty in horticulture. Um, I had a great colleague, Mike Baraka, from that every year during the Earth, uh, and I do an Earth um, Earth Week or Earth Day event. We also, in spring, we do a mobility week event in fall to encourage sustainable transportation. And, with, and in the Earth Week, we always have a session where we tell people how to compost, right, for example. And so... 
it is a lot of little initiatives and I am so happy and I think that I can at this point retire and think you know I've made a difference right I don't plan to retire but I like to go back to teaching to faculty but by all means none of the work I've done at the Renewable Energy Sustainability Center is going to um, disappear our administration and especially my dean are very supportive and we're going to keep the activities as they are um, and I want to then now talk a little bit more and stay in touch and communication with the youth on our campus because now I've built these wonderful programs. Now I want to talk to the youth and have them take them, take advantage of them. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been really, really great and informative and inspiring for sure. You're an inspiration in and of yourself. You've gotten so much done in these years that you've been working there. I think I've known you since almost the beginning. I remember Professor Dahatri, myself, and, and Michael Varaka. I used to do some work with him on the um, organic lawn care and, and topics yes. like that. <laughs> yes, he so. was wonderful. By the way, Michael retired last year. Oh, that's too bad. It is. It really, you know, they've got two new young faculty there that are doing that. And we're actually looking to get some grants to do a, um, you know, with the Smart Energy House to capture the rain and use that to uh, locally kind of like irrigate the, just around that smart energy house, hoping it'll come Great. through. Yeah. Cool, very, very cool. So thank you again. We've been hearing from Marjane Isapur. She is the director of the Renewable Energy and Sustainable Center, Sustainability Center at Farmingdale State College. So be sure to check out farmingdale.edu and look for their smart energy house. And you can even sign up to take a tour. So thank you, Marge, for being on today. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. It was a pleasure to be on your show. Looking forward to working with you um, and your talent in the along with the EV Coalition. And I'm very appreciative of everything you do, Beth. <laughs> thank you. That brings us to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, learned a lot, and feel inspired to take actions to protect our earth and your health. I want to thank our team, our sound engineer, Jonathan Flores, content strategist, Rose Chapano, and Jessica Chappelle on social media. You can find the Green Inside and Out podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other podcast platforms. Please subscribe and give us a review. If you would like to sponsor a podcast, please see our website, greeninsideandout.org, where you can also learn more about the work we do. We appreciate your support. So until next time, stay green.